Okay, okay, okay. What do we have in the house here? B.I.G.? No, it's not. It's Anthony. What's up, buddy? What's up, my bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here, man. And this is your. This is the track you get on a... Yep, every time I step into the cage, this is what's playing through the speakers of the stadium and uh, gets me in the, in the zone. How did it start? Why this specific song? Um, it's a good question, actually, because uh, I've had a few different songs before mm-hmm. I kind of stuck with this one. Um, man, I can't even remember the other ones, to be honest. Um, and then I just changed it, you know, it's like in the beginning of my uh, pro my pro career and um yeah i just love this one man i mean it's simple is it like certain memories is that your first girlfriend there was a little dance with her no not at all man it's (laughs) it's definitely not as emotional or or deep like that man i just love the uh the sound you know the the beats um the flow i mean i exactly know what you're talking about yeah 100 percent, man Yeah, no, B.I.G. is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite ones. Okay, so that is the song when you get on fighting. But let's go back. So we met last year in uh, Bali MMA. We did. We did. And uh, how did we, what, what, what happened? I just know that I looked at you and was like, oh, my God, that's a scary motherfucker. <laughs> um, I don't want to, you know. Uh, but I think it was a B.I., uh, it was uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I think you put your purple belt on and rocked in. And then um, I tried to hug you. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably the, the closest I can tell you what I tried to do with you. But you just like kind of brushed me off. Uh-huh. And I think you were, you showed me one of the first moves, how to get out of the, uh, what was the name of them when legs are behind and cross? Close guard, right? You told me how to get out of it. Okay. You were like pushing a chest and kind of, ba- and one leg under the bum and just push away. Right, yeah. right, right, right. That that was one of the things. And then and then also because you were holding pads. Yes. So yeah, and uh, you were not fucking around, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. Because uh, I, I remember seeing you for the first time. I'm like. Who the fuck is this Joker? Because <laughs> <laughs> I like all I had was just like flips and like some exactly fun, yeah, right. yeah. I, seeing this new guy doing flips and 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 and, and uh, what they call splits. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know, like total Joker. And uh, you know, and then <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> sure, sure enough, we did a uh, we did a pass session together. And I'm like, uh, okay, let's uh, let's see what this guy's about. Yeah, so, well, uh, but definitely, I'm like, because uh, because for the stunts, it's all about the show. It's all about the fla- flashy stuff. You know, there's no power behind my punches and kicks. I'm like, right, right, it's, right. You know, very basic stuff. Because also, my background is karate. You know, and like never really done proper like kickboxing or muay thai, especially muay thai. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. as soon as you, even yesterday, you were holding pads for me. Like, uh, yeah, do the elbow. Do what what is going on here like elbow (laughs) no idea um but yeah so and i'm back in bali now after being what three four months in uk yeah i'm back and uh, back in the gym training and because of my knee issues unfortunately i can't continue uh, bjj for a while Mm. so hopefully that's going to get sorted out um so um as far as i know you are from you you speak dutch i do right and this is the confusion because there's Two two specific countries who speak Dutch, which is one is Netherlands and another one is Belgium. Ah, well, half of Belgium. Half of Belgium, yeah. How dare I not know that? <laughs> <laughs> and this is where it becomes like, just like with Netherlands, is it Netherlands, is it Holland, and they speak Dutch? Like, what the fuck? All of the above. All of the above. But you are from Netherlands. I am. Yeah, you're from Netherlands. <laughs> so few. <laughs> just about survived. Um, and uh, so how uh, you started martial arts, what age was it? Um, man, I started like my first martial arts was like 
really long time ago. I was like just like a little kid doing taekwondo, a bit of judo. Um, and then when I was about maybe like 12, around 12-ish, mm-hmm. I started doing some kickboxing, some, uh, some Dutch kickboxing. Um, had to stop that just a few years later after I had a, a diving accident. Oh shit! Yeah, diving ex- what kind of diving? There's high diving. There's no, scuba no, diving. Sc- scuba diving. Scuba right, diving. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too big with heights to be yeah. honest. All oh, right. Um, scuba diving, and um, it was a few years after I actually got my uh, what do you call it? My uh, my diploma. It's like Paddy, whatever. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, different, yeah. different, um, different organizations. There was one Paddy. I don't even know what's the other one. To be honest, well, it was Paddy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went for a dive in Malaysia. Um, probably had too much weight on my uh, on my belt mm-hmm. and let the the air go out too fast. Sunk pretty fast, like way too fast for me to control it. Oh fuck! S- I totally spinned and well, I didn't know at the time, but at, apparently my both my eardrums popped. Oh shit! Almost passed out. Was just able to you know keep it together. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck's happening? And stay calm. And, you know, I just, I finished my dive anyways, like, it's like an hour diving. Came back up an hour later and uh, just feeling like, feeling like shit. You know, like, like my whole sinuses were just messed up and very unpleasant dive. Uh, my dad had a look. He's a, he's an ENT surgeon. How old you were at the time? I was, um, uh, 14, 15, gotcha. 16, around that age. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a look. He said, "Yep, both eardrums are popped. So, no more diving, no more martial arts, no more fucking around." And uh, so, I had to put my um, yeah, focus on other things. Uh, so, no more martial arts, and I didn't do martial arts for around almost like ten years, actually. What? So, only ten years later did I get back into it. I was um. Uh, you know, watching UFC on TV and, uh, you know, where most people, when they watch UFC, they're like, um, you know, they're into it for the, for the striking, Mm -hmm. for the blood, for the knockouts, you know, like the, the action part, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was watching it, I'm seeing these guys, you know, in every aspect, but what really interested me was the ground part. Oh, right. So grappling. Exactly. Because I didn't know about this yet. Like, Mm. I've never seen this before. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? You know, like, what's going on? I didn't understand it. And it looked interesting. And I wanted to learn more, right? Mm. So not soon after that, I I found a uh, local gym. Mm. Going back a little bit about uh, popping your uh, eardrums. Uh, What exactly happens? How dangerous it is? Do they just grow back? What do you need to do? Right. So... um, if nothing happens afterwards, uh, they will grow back again. Mm-hmm. But every time it grows back, the uh, eardrum gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Right. So which is, means it's easier to pop it up. Exactly. Uh, again. If you, when you pop it, what happens? Do you lose your hearing? Does it d- decrease? What happens? Right. So uh, those, those, that, that happens. Um, your hearing definitely decreases. Um, there's a risk of um, uh, imbalance um, problems, right? Yeah, what is the name of that? There's a condition. There's a condition called... Um, is, it, is, it, is it vertigo? Vertigo, yes. Yeah, I had a friend of mine just had recently a vertigo in infection. Right. And it's fucked up. Right, Because right. You, you, you never had a vertigo. But it's you basically just like you're dizzy all the time. You have no sense of balance. You're all over the place. It's fucking right. horrible. Right, right. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, it, they grew back again. And within that 10 years of me not doing martial arts, mm. they still popped open a few times. You know, like, you know, when your brother or a few friends are like fucking around and they, they like come up from behind, give you like a slap, like, hey, what's up, you know? What? Pop, you know? And it didn't take like, it's not like a full arm punch or anything. Yeah, but yeah. Just like a, you know, slap. How, yeah. how, how guys do, you know? But in my case, that was not a smart thing to do, you know? Because I got really sensitive ears. Uh, so I've ha- I have had to uh, punch a few guys in the face <laughs> because I'm like, yo, you know, don't don't mess with my ears. Yeah, yeah. I was I was I was pretty sensitive about that. Well, first of all, what kind like of fucking then. friends do you have, man? I, I, mean, you got, you got, I have no friends for smacking me in a year. Yeah, it's you like got, you got, I I I mean, I wouldn't say I grew up in a tough neighborhood or anything, but still, you got some rowdy friends. Oh you know? shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, so um, after ten years, I decided to. Uh, Get back into a martial arts, anyways, and uh, against better advice from my dad. Mm. But uh, you know, I was just you know sick and tired of not doing anything like really, really active with my with myself. Just doing like fitness and shit. And uh, uh, I was doing baseball a lot back then. Mm. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, around like twenty. 23 ish. Yeah, 23, 24, 24 ish, yeah. 24 ish, I uh, got back into uh, mixed martial arts again. Uh, which is quite late. Which, which is very late. Yeah, it is, it is quite late, man. And uh, uh, But yeah, that being said, I still managed to, uh, you know, do pretty, uh, pretty okay for myself. Okay, so how long it took you uh, then to uh, train before you start uh, getting into competing? And what was the first competitions? What kind of competitions did you do? Right. Um, so when I started training, my training was focused mostly on grappling mm-hmm. and MMA, you know, where I, I didn't really train kickboxing by itself back then. It's mostly like, you know, MMA is like, you know, it's just like grappling and a little bit of striking, you know, right, like right, kind of right. like basic stuff back then, you know. Um, so my first competitions were uh, BJJ or grappling competitions. And... Um, yeah, that went quite well, you know, back in uh, back in those days. And I presume that no gi, no gi, yeah. Well, yeah uh, let me think. Yeah, back in Holland, I've, I think I've only done no gi competitions. Yeah, because it's like gi. Uh, you know, for those for listeners who don't know what's the difference, so no gi and gi. So with the gi, and I also like, do you know where, where does it come? Uh, the name gi. It's like in karate, we always call it kimono, kimono, kimono. Right. And like and the same thing in judo, and uh, and then <laughs> Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, we call it gi now. So what right. is it's gi? Is it short for something? What is this? <sighs> Man, you know what? I I actually did read about it. Like. A while back, yeah. So there is explanation. There is definitely an explanation. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything now, just you know, because I don't want to get it wrong. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get back to you on that <laughs> one. Okay. <laughs> we have a little addition. Anyone who, uh, yeah, probably needs to check it out. Uh, so yeah, so gi is uh, with a kimono, like yes. this uh, proper outfit, trousers and top, uh, which is very like a strong kind of uh, material, so you can grab with yeah. the, by lapels and choke each other. But as soon as that's gone, that's called no gi. So then, and then I think no gi, in my opinion is very more um, kind of uh, you can use it on the street basically like it's more possible to use it on an everyday situation to protect yourself as well what what if the guy who well you if you're lucky then they're gonna have a jacket or whatever so that you can grab by lapel but if not then uh, no gi experience is much better 
I mean, yes, yes and no. Um, you know, it, it doesn't per se mean that, you know, when you're, let's say you're only doing gi jiu-jitsu, mm. doesn't mean, you know, you can't defend yourself on the street, you know, because it, you know, obviously doing jiu-jitsu with the gi is not purely based on grabbing each other. Mm. You know, it's mm. still yeah, all not. the movements and like thinking about, you know, the next move and move after encountering the move from your opponent. And you, of course, you can uh, grab each other, but it's not like purely focused on actually grabbing. Mm, you know? mm, mm, mm. It's I think I was probably the, the I had the wrong choice of words. It's more applicable. It is more. You have a little bit more advantage if you are just doing no gi. It's, um, <laughs> you know, I, I always, uh, you know, I got asked a question quite often, you know, like which, which one is better? Oh, right. You know, and uh, they're both good. They both have its uh, pros and its cons. The thing is with doing jiu-jitsu in the gi, your game gets a lot tighter, mm. you know, cause, because you're both grabbing onto each other. You don't have a lot of room to move left and right and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything you want to do takes a lot of effort. You got to be really fast to, you know, sneak that hand in or go for a counter uh, and your game is going to be a lot tighter right, right, because right. of it. It's going to be maybe slower perhaps, but a lot tighter. Mm. Um, when doing nogi, you know, it's it's really fast-paced. You know, there's a lot of uh, slippery sweat involved and stuff, you know. If and, you sweat it up and everything, yeah. You know, and um, you don't have the opportunity to grab each other that much. You know, maybe like a hand in the neck or like grabbing the tricep. That's pretty much it. Mm. Um, so it's a lot faster, more fast-paced. My nogi um, training was so different uh, in the UK comparing it with Bali because in the UK it was freezing. And we don't sweat up so quick. Right. And it's a, such a different game. Here's like two fucking eels just like <laughs> slapping in and out. and um, Which is more fun, but it's I think it's um, more chance of getting injury as well if you're like very sweaty and like slip and fall and whatever. Uh, Not sure. Depends. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of just still kind of depends who you got against you, you know. I mean, yeah. if you got someone against you who has no idea what they're doing, just flopping around and just going any direction you Ballistic, know? especially yeah. when they're bigger than you then yeah that might be a recipe for disaster yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you got like two reasonable guys who know what they're doing you know sweat or no sweat you know they're still like you know kind of controlling themselves mm, and, mm, uh, mm, mm. gotcha so also yeah. like um I, I always ask questions about your family so your upbringing sisters brothers um right i got uh one little brother mm-hmm. uh well little he's uh he's one and a half year younger than i am uh, mom and dad, and that's uh, that's about it. Right. And so, when you were doing sports, as you said, your dad would be like, "Okay, you have to stay away just because of your eardrums." Um, but other than that, were they supportive of you doing sports, getting to? Yes. Um, you know, from a very young age, they were always very supportive mm-hmm. in me and my brother doing sports. Um, actually, normally they would encourage us to do to do two different sports at the same time. That's sick. So that's why I mentioned I did, uh, what do you call it, uh, tennis and baseball for a mm, long time. Mm. Um, and at one point when I started uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA and kickboxing and everything, they, uh, yeah, they've always been very supportive in that as well. What was, the, what was their like, reasoning that, oh, my child should uh, do two sports? Uh, is it something about uh, just being uh, capable on adopting different kind of 
uh, environments or um, they just wanted to keep you out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, maybe that as well. Well, go that, play tennis. <laughs> that being said, you know, at, at at a young age, you know, for me being able to do all these sports, it it meant that my mom and dad had to drive me around everywhere, you know. So they were my taxi, uh, my taxi service. You lucky fuck! Like I grew up in a little town. I always walked to my training. My dad found out that I'm doing ballroom dancing after I got nationals. Oh shit! Oh, you, oh, son, you dance? It's like, yes, dad. For last four years. Oh, oh wow. cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, but obviously, you lived in a different environment, and you would not allow kids to just, you know, wander around themselves well, and shit. N- no, no, that's that's. It's not like that. I mean, if I could actually walk to my destination, if it was like within walking distance, my parents would have totally let me go. No problem. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. But and I, re- I reckon everything was um, like a good. 15 minute car drive oh, uh, okay. so that's a little bit too uh, too long to walk i guess you know yeah. um but yeah i mean i did they you know what that's a good question actually i should ask my parents about that but um you know they, they supported us playing sports um you know it's it's very normal back in holland to mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. i reckon in most western countries european countries for the kids to do sports or the whole family to do sports mm-hmm. you know and uh you know i started with tennis because my well my mom and dad did tennis as well, and uh, you kind of, you know, grow up watching it, you know, and everything. And uh, uh, the martial arts part came, um, you know, I'm not not really sure if they started to, like, you know, maybe you should do martial arts or mm. something I wanted to do myself after seeing, like, some Bruce Lee movies. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure, you know, could be either or. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like different types of inspirations. I got punched in the face and uh, my tooth got knocked out, and I decided I'm gonna go do karate. Right, that right. was that was my story. <laughs> right, right, right. I literally didn't know how to defend myself, how to throw a punch. And this one crazy kid in the school, I basically, I, I, it was my fault. I was, I was bad mouthing him and all that shit, and he just came and punched me in the face, right. knocked the tooth out, and I was like, "That's it, karate time." <laughs> and I remember like two, three years later when I was like competing already, I was like, when this fucking like come here. But then afterwards, um, I'm still like right now, I really can appreciate it because first of all, he did shut me up. There was no point for me to be an asshole mm. and it was my own fault. And uh, it's great that he pushed me towards the martial arts. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we need those kind of moments in our life, right? 100%. Maybe I should say thanks for a um, stuntman career now just because of that. <laughs> Cheers to that, bro. Mm. Here you go, healthy Coca-Cola yeah. uh, in Bali. Rasa original. <laughs> what right. the fuck is rasa? It's original taste. This <laughs> <laughs> is the Coke, the Coke Zero, right? Do you speak uh, Do you speak uh, Bahasa? I do. Yeah, so in, in Indonesia they speak Bahasa, but here in Bali they speak Balinese Bahasa yeah. or Bali Bahasa. Uh, Balinese. Balinese Bahasa, yeah. Do you speak both or? No, no. So you speak the main one? Yes. The mainland one. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, let's go back to your fighting career. And um, so you got back to mainly was grappling, and then um, you were 24 when you got back into martial arts. And then how much, how long was before you started competing, and what kind of competitions did you do? Right, so like I mentioned, right, the first competitions were just grappling competitions mm-hmm. uh, on the local circuit back in Holland. Uh, had a few wins, uh Came close to a few wins. Uh, it was going all right. And then I started doing more striking as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point I told my uh, my coach back then I wanted to, uh, or at least I was thinking of doing an MMA competition. And 
you know, when you when you say something to your coach like that in Holland compared to when you say something like that here in Indonesia, it's like a big difference, you know, like I got, you know, I know so many people who, you know, in Indonesia wanting to do a, a, a competition and I've only been training for like a month or two months or three months, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, my God, you know, like when I told my coach, I was already training for like a year, almost going on two years. And even then, the conditions for me to, you know, represent them in a competition was that I had to train every day with the pro team and had to come in and train with the um, with the actual fight team, the mm-hmm. uh, the previous Golden Glory team. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of, uh, heard about Golden them. Glory. It's. Uh, I know something else starts with glory, but I'm not yeah. going to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was one of the uh, the biggest. Um, uh, both kickboxing and MMA teams in uh, uh, from Holland, mm-hmm. um, big guys like Alistair Overeem, Valentine Overeem, his brother Marlus Kunen, uh, a few other badasses, and um, so my coach said, "You know, go and train with them a few times, see how it goes." Mm-hmm. And uh, my God, <laughs> those are big guys. I mean, if you. If you want to look up how big Alistair Overeem and Valentine Overeem are, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not that big, you know. I mean, I'm I'm like like one seventy and something. Oh no, we discussed that. We're at one seventy two. <laughs> Come on, man, one seventy two. Yeah, and then we put like the uh, like the high on. heels. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you say Alistair? Alistair. So no. Of course, I already misspelled it. <laughs> okay, so what's the last name? He's gonna find it. Overeem. O V E R, yeah, that's all right. Here you go. I told you he's gonna find it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, what? So so he's he's about like two meters, I guess. But this guy, he's like super. I mean, this is the thing. I don't watch much MMA and Mm -hmm. whatever, but I've seen this guy many, many times. Right, right. So So he's he's originally from Holland. Yeah, he's uh, he represents. He's from my gym back in the day, actually. Wow. Um, Did yeah. he have a let's say like a nickname or stage name, or he just went went the, for Alistair? The Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Fuck this fucking <laughs> Jesus. He's he's like six feet something. What's that? One yeah, eighty yeah. something. Uh, or nah, he's he's definitely close to two meters, bro. Oh like, my god, one eighty. Like, <laughs> like at least at least one ninety something, right? How can how is how does the training look like with these kind of people? What the hell do well, you do? Well, I mean, obviously, like the the really big guys would get paired together. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I do remember having to uh, bring towel and, and a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do a foot massage, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he got that big biceps. <laughs> yeah, I was massaging Alistair's feet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, doing some um, some kicks on the on the kicking shield, right? Yeah, and I had to hold the uh, the kicking shield for these big guys. Jesus and, uh, Christ! Oh, that was uh, you know, and that was like really at the beginning. I was like looking a little bit different than I'm looking right now, and uh, yeah, that definitely uh, pushed me. Um, and I remember having to um, to do some sparring, and my coach. He told me, um, hey, Anthony, uh, why don't you go spar with him? And he pointed out the smallest guy of the room, the other smallest guy of the room. And I was the smallest guy, mm-hmm. and he pointed out the other smallest guy. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, eh, about the same, uh, same size, you know, yeah, yeah. M- might, might be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we put on the gloves, we did some sparring, and like, boom, bells go, bell goes, and pff, 
straight out of the bat. This guy was like, bam, bam, high kick, low kick, bam, bam, like really throwing everything but the kitchen sink, you know. I'm like, holy shit, what's going on, right? I'm just like holding on for dear life, right? So it turns out that small guy was at the same time the most aggressive guy of the whole fucking bunch, right? And is, is he known fighter or? Oh, man, what is his name again? Apparently not known fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I just answered my question. Man, I, nah, he's, he's not that well known. Uh, yeah, but at the time there in the gym, he was yeah. quite advanced. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I, I like I like I have this uh, funny story. Like I don't know if you know, or you heard of this Latvian boxer Briadis. He used to be European champion champion in kickboxing. Okay, and then he realized that there's no not really much money going on in uh, in um, in uh, kickboxing, mm. and uh, this guy became uh, a big boxer. And so I would go to the gym. And uh, for kickboxing, and the coach said, "Oh, how about you go spar this guy?" He's like fucking ha- two heads taller, like just walking muscles. Uh, but the coach said, "But he's not allowed to punch you back." And and, and I'm like, "Okay, I couldn't do anything. Oh I really? I like I couldn't do anything. I was just like, but that was my third time ever do, doing like uh, kickboxing. I I'd just done right. some karate and TKD before, uh-huh. you know. But it was just hilarious. And I see now him like he's." Um, He's like he was fighting this guy, um, a very well-known boxer who just got the uh, world title. Uh, Jesus Christ, what's his name? Yeah, so whatever this guy is. Anyways, um, but yeah, it's funny just to see him talking about boxing, representing Latvia, and representing like he's doing very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went once on a ring with him, just scratched his back, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, back to your gym. Um, yeah, so. Um, uh, Jeez, where was I? So yeah, fighting with those big guys, fighting with the big guys, training with the big guys. Mm. Uh, you know, I didn't put a dent in any of them, of course. But I mean, I hold, I hold my own there. I held my own. And uh, after like a few trainings, my uh, my coach like, okay, you know, uh, you kind of prove yourself. Um, you know, let's uh, let's sign you up for a uh, for a local competition. Yeah. And it was a. Um, you know, very small competition, uh, shooto rules, you know, with uh, the, the, what do you call it, the, uh, the sparring MMA gloves. I think we were even wearing a helmet and stuff. And uh, um, only like one round of fighting and uh, with a little bit of grappling and stuff. And um, I lost that fight on points. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my first, my first fight. And um, I think not long after that, I, uh, I moved to Indonesia. Okay, and that's where I continued training and uh, and fighting and grappling and whatever. So Indonesia is basically a place where you actually got into like uh, pro fighting. Oh, that's it's definitely where my pro career started. Right, right, right. And that was how long ago? So I turned pro in two thousand five or six. Two thousand five or six. Like okay, either end of two thousand five or beginning two thousand six. Like some, something like 15, that. Fifteen, sixteen years ago. Is it? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 2015 or 16. 2015, yeah. It was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is, uh, that is six years. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then are you considered to be still doing, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Fighting? Yeah. You're full yeah. on. Fuck yeah. I mean, you know, uh, obviously with the whole, uh, you know, pandemic going yeah. on. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's been hard, you know, it's been tough. Wait, wait. 
That's the sound that's, I was looking for. One, that's the one. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 been kind of sucky for uh, you know for all of us and mm. especially for us fighters. Um, and it's been a while since my last fight, uh, but you know one one of the main reasons I uh, actually moved to Bali because I was living in Jakarta before this, right? Mm. Uh, you know, just before the uh, pandemic, um, I was really active. Had like five fights in um, in seven months, and um, spending a lot of time in Bali doing my fight preparation here every time, and still paying like double rent here and in Jakarta. You know, so after I got married, I told my wife, um, you know, let's just you know make a decision. Let's move to Bali, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, you know, take it from there. How come it was Indonesia? Because very often people uh, usually choose uh, Thailand. Thailand is like kind of a mecca for, you know, fighters, especially like when right. we're talking about Phuket, where is the Tiger Gym. I never went there, but when I was there, everyone was talking about, you should go there. And I checked out how expensive it is to train there. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm right. just going to train with some local little gym. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of those gyms are, um, you know... Uh, not to be bad mouthing them or anything, you know, but they are, let's put it like this, a little bit too much focused on making money. Right, right, right. They're quite commercial. Yeah. Uh, but one of the probably reasons is because Thailand started their tourism way before Indonesia. 100%. I mean, mm. they are definitely the leaders when it comes to uh, this uh, destination gym kind of uh, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. right? They're definitely the uh, the first ones to do it. Um, and I mean, I, I know a lot of people who have done it, you know, and, uh, who are still there at the moment. Um, for me, Thailand was just never an option. Hmm. Um, I started coming to Indonesia as part of my, uh, when I was still in university, mm-hmm. doing my, uh, my student exchange, doing my internship and in the meantime, still doing training. You what know? did you study in uni? Uh, Asian trade management. Asian trade management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Did you graduate? Did you got a degree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But um, how do you choose? I will study Asian uh, trade management. How do you trade? You, trade, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like not not trading not, not Asians. Just. Right. <laughs> 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 oh wow. Okay. Um, and uh, because you would go to like a business school, and in a business yeah. school you would have a choice, like wh- which direction you would go. Right, so like, because I, I have my MA degree in business, um, I, you start for two years. We had like uh, general uh, knowledge, general okay. stuff. So we study like uh, basics, like um, fin- uh, finances, statistics, right. uh, math, like higher math and stuff. And then on the third year, we have a choice. I chose quality management. Okay. For two years, I did ISO nine thousand. So I, right. I should be sitting somewhere in office and and making uh, companies official, right. uh, not official, efficient. Right, right, right. Um, so to make sure that they have all the quality, all that stuff. But how did you chose that? So, <clears throat> I guess it's a little bit different in Holland, actually. You know, because you 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 pick a you pick a study at the beginning of your it's study. like a major, what they call it. No, yeah, I I guess I yeah, guess Americans usually say major. Yeah, we we didn't even have like major and minors. You know, mm. um, we we pick a study, and that's like boom, that's the whole four years. Right, you know, and. Uh, it's kind of similar, like, you know, you have the, yeah, the general subjects and everything. And then you have, like, the specific subjects as well, like uh, Asian history or uh, the, the languages or, uh, you know, the differences between doing business with these particular countries and uh, 
that kind of uh, bullshit. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Listen, we need to take a break. Uh, right. We're going to have a next segment. By the way, before we finish, uh, uh, Chris, uh, the uh, this guy who I was uh, training with and I was trying to b- beat him, so he was fighting Usyk. Usyk was the one who won Anthony Joshua. Joshua. Ah, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so, and and Chris um, Briadis, he was fighting him. Oh, okay. Anyways, okay, we're going for a break. All right. We are back. What is going on? You yawning? Come on, drink some of this fantastic drink. <laughs> we're actually, it feels like we're sponsored by it. Like, we just got it in a local shop across the street. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I've had a busy morning, you know, uh, training, teaching, doing 12 rounds of sparring. Uh, sitting down now is, you know, kind of relaxing a little bit, you know. Oh, I can imagine, man. It's like you, you do so many things. Like, I mean, I, I, I go to the gym. I see you all the time there. So you, you've been body MMA pretty much every day. Yeah. Yeah. So you're helping you, the coaching and stuff. And uh, do you have a lot of privates, like private people? Fair amount, fair amount. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because Bali is a place where people want to try to get in shape and it's all about that image and stuff. So it's kind of a great um you know the people come and train and it's a good um i mean that's why i got back to body mma is just the the vibe is so good people people there to yeah. do their thing and enjoy themselves um and coaches obviously are awesome i have to say good things about donnie now because uh, i did the podcast with um anthony uh, the bjj coach okay what was his last name jeez i forgot leone it's like the lion um, and when I did that, I remember I said something about uh, Don's teeth. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's missing one, and uh, if you would be in Canada, like girls would just throw their panties off because uh, in Canada hockey is huge, ice hockey. Okay. Sure. So and ice hockey's uh, guys always miss miss the, oh, got their teeth knocked out. Interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then as soon as they see someone with missing two, they're like, "Oh my god, he's so hot!" But okay. what they think is rich or famous, right. obviously. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's Donnie. Okay. Donnie will love the way you are. Don't change anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't think I was, uh, did, made it better. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were talking about you getting to fighting. So now we're going to check out, uh, this one fight, uh, with a Mr. Pucci, Pucci, mm-hmm. Bruno Pucci. Like uh, when I was Googling it, it came out uh, Bruno Mars, but okay, that's not a Bruno Mars. <laughs> so this was your first fight or this is one of the fights you just want to talk about? It's my first professional fight. First professional fight. For those who don't understand... Well, what, let's what say for professional... Um, how to say this? No, it's the first fight when I became, an, you know, doing it for my living. Right. Now, I've had professional fights before this, but this is when I signed with... Uh, one championship, mm-hmm. um, you know, the largest organization in Asia. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was the first one. Right. One championship. So that's the biggest one. So in States, we have uh, UFC. Uh, then we have Bellator. Bellator. Yeah, just about to say. Those are the only two ones I know. You're right. What about the old one, K1? That was an organization. Was that organization? That or was, was that definitely an organization. Oh, okay. Um, I just thought it was a type of fighting the way they did because they were not allowed to grapple or they just kicks. And right. Uh, so, uh, well, it's um, it's a kickboxing organization to start off oh, with. Okay. Right? Um, and it's kickboxing. It is, you know... People refer to it as uh, K1 rules. Even mm-hmm. even to this day, you would have gyms that would have certain days that they train kickboxing under K1 rules. Right, or right, they right. even they have competitions under K1 
K1 rules. Right. And that's just because K1, the organization, was so big back in the days. It was huge, yeah. With their own set of rules that everyone after that would follow those rules. And exactly like, like you said, it's uh, no elbows, no clinching, uh, which makes for a... Uh, you know, very entertaining fights. The big guy we mentioned before, who was in your gym, didn't he? Wasn't yeah. he K one master? Yes. Like K one crazy Champion. dude. Yeah, because I remember uh, before UFCs, before MMA's, all the, all the way. Also, MMA is not an organization. MMA is just a type of uh, yeah. fight. Yeah. So okay, it's, it is quite quite confusing for someone who is not into it and like, oh, you're gonna go watch MMA, and someone says, oh no, we're gonna watch UFC. So what what the hell is that? Like, no, MMA is so they, a type uh, of when you phrase it like that, both. Are right, really? Yeah, yeah. Because you can you can watch UFC and you can watch. Oh, MMA. okay, okay, okay. The, yeah. the, the the funny thing happens is when they ask you or when they say, uh, you know, I do UFC. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> or I, I I train UFC. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you train UFC? Yeah, yeah. You know? That's when it's fucked. You know, then that that's when 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 it gets muddled up. Yeah, you know? or then, I do, I do then, Bellator. Right, exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> so then you got to explain like, no, mm. <laughs> it's not like that. You the the organization is UFC or Bellator or whatever it is, and the sport that they practice is MMA. Yeah, it's so, just, yeah. just just for people they yeah. hear so much. I mean, like UFC has been so huge for last whatever years, and and um, someone I I do enjoy like some you know really hyped up fights. I would watch them, but I'm not going to be sitting there till three o'clock in the morning. Like in the UK, I remember that if they fight in the states, then it's like the middle of the night in the UK, mm-hmm. and some of my mates would come all like like you know haven't slept all night. It's like, what did you do? Oh, I watched the fight. Yeah, I watched it this morning as well. It was on YouTube. <laughs> like, come right, on. Right, right. You know, I'm not, you know, but if you hear so much about UFC, and you don't hear much Bellator, though, but UFC has been all over the place. Right. I mean, that, and that's also because the, uh, what do you call it, the frequency of events is just way bigger in the UFC than in uh, Bellator. Yeah. And even uh, one championship is, in terms of number of events, way bigger than the Bellator as well. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, and then, well, obviously in Asia, so, but it's so different as well. Like, what are the prizes, like the monies and stuff, comparing to like UFC? It's a different story. It's, uh, you know what? It's, uh, it's not that far apart, actually. Really? You know, there's going to be a big difference, obviously, when you're Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. those guys, you know, that's. It's just a different story. That's a different story. They get paid completely. for different things. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, but when you look at the, let's say, low up until medium tier fighters Mm. there's not that much difference okay and then there's the added um uh, um, what do you call it the added uh, bonus Mm -hmm. for people for fighters in 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 one championship is the frequency of uh of fights that you can get Right, right 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 you know where in the ufc if you're you know like low or mid tier fighter you got to be happy with you know one fight a year, mm. two at the most. Really, you know, and um, you know, like I mentioned, I had five fights uh, before COVID. You know, yeah, that's five crazy. fights, five fights in in seven months. Five se- five fights in seven months. You know, that's so, nuts. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll, uh, we'll might get into that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Okay, let's talk about this fight. So first right. of all, age difference. Oh my God, you were five years older. So that yeah. means you're stronger, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 65 kg. And this is the other thing, what, what is madness about this, uh, this uh, type of sport, mm-hmm. the uh, dropping the weight or what they call it, weight. 
Weight cuts. Weight cuts. And which is, you know, Joe Rogan talks about it a lot. And a lot of people say, like, this is madness. How people just get it the is. weight cuts. And, and where they're, like, actual fatalities. Like, someone would die. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this is my first fight in one championship. And, um, you know, as it, as it went, during that event, where there was a kid from uh, China. And he came in overweight during the weight during the weigh in. Yeah, yeah. Now everyone is sitting there. Everyone's already chilled. Like everyone's on weight. They're like relaxing, waiting to go on the scale. And this kid comes in, totally red, wearing a sweatsuit. What do you call like like a you know like a sauna suit, towel and everything. And he hops on the scale, and he was still like a, like a good kilo overweight, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Considering the fact that you've already yeah, put yeah, in yeah, a yeah. lot of work exactly. to get it down to whatever it was, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So what happens? You um, you get you get like an hour or two hours to shed that last how many whatever it is you need to to lose. You mean shed, not shit. <laughs> whatever way, whatever way you want to do it, you know. <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you know his um, his coach sent him outside to do laps. And that might have been the the biggest mistake, Jeez. you know, because this, this kid was like or almost falling over to begin with, you know, yeah. and then sent him outside to do like actual physical exercise in the hot Manila sun. And we, were, we were in, in, in Philippines in Manila. So, uh, you know, uh, anyways, that happened. And uh, we were at the uh, the venue and in the dressing room, in the, in, in the locker room, when we were doing our warm-ups, you know, and that's when... You know, that's when we get into the zone when we're actually doing our warm ups. Yeah. One of the uh, the staff came in like, "Hey guys, um, you know, just to let you uh, just let you know that kid from China, he uh, collapsed during his uh, doing laps outside. He had to be had, had to be brought to the hospital, and he uh, he passed uh, before they reached the hospital." Fuck's sake! Yeah, that was on my first. My fr- first fight at you know my biggest fight ever you know so that was before this fight, like during this fight like like Jesus you know Christ. I was doing my warm up for this fight you know so I was like Jesus that's <laughs> what have you signed yourself you up know, for <laughs> right I mean a lot of things going through my mind you yeah know? yeah um, that's yeah that's insane. that's yeah, that's definitely not a nice thought in your mind to have there before you walk onto the biggest stage in your life you know. Um, you know, that being said, you know, when we're talking about weight cuts, you know, how tragically that was, one championship changed that whole weight class, weight, uh, weight cutting um, methods. Okay. After that. Um, and, um, you know, ever since then, we have to do uh, three weigh ins. We got to do hydration tests. Mm. So basically, we got to weigh in. Very close to our regular walk around weight, right, 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 which takes away a lot of stress, a lot of unnecessary stress, and 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 uh, you know, not only mental but a lot of physical oh, stress, yeah. or actually the other way around, like a lot of a lot of stress in general. Yeah. Um. So you can focus more on the main task, which is fighting. Mm. You know, which is beating the other guy up mm. instead of, you know, because weight cuts, man. There's that's such bullshit, man. Like it's. It's 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 a competition who can lose the most weight, yeah, and then put it on fast enough again. You know, it's 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 total bullshit. You know, um, so yeah, one championship definitely got it right on that one by changing it. UFC 
has made changes as well, where not exactly the same changes, mm-hmm. but they made, if not mistaken, you can only lose a certain percentage of your total body weight mm-hmm. for the weigh-ins. So they're a little, a little bit stricter on that one. I would like to see them uh, apply the same uh, methods as well. Uh, and uh, Bellator, what about them? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so, gotcha. yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, like here also, like I can see these numbers are just right there. You had ten centimeters height difference, yeah. and you were the same the same weight. Yeah, that guy was skinny as fuck, wasn't he? <laughs> so you would think, think so, but you know, he actually wasn't that skinny. Actually, I, I, I expected well, we'll see, him. We're we'll, gonna we'll see in the we'll video. We'll see yeah. a little bit. You know, I guess also for some reason, I'm just for my size, I'm kind of heavy. Yeah, we dense. I think yeah, also I'm yeah, quite dense. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was just doing free free diving. I don't need weights. I'm fucking sinking like right. motherfucker. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the guy was like, he was like, I don't see very often that kind of anti-buoyancy. I'm literally negative buoyant. Okay. So I'm like, I can take full lungs with breath, uh-huh. like full, 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 then maybe I'm going to linger a little bit, but then still eventually going to sink. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, without no further ado, let's check this out. Uh, where's our sound? Oh, the sound's here. Aaron, wasn't it? That's Melton. Telling us that we are right at the beginning of this contest. Three five-minute rounds ahead of us. Should it go the distance, the judges will score this fight in its entirety and not round by round. That's so Bruno was the um, two times uh, world champion uh, jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Oh and, wow! Uh, I came with a with a sloppy low kick, and uh, straight away he went to the, he went for the takedown. He want he wanted nothing to do with the strike. He just striking. wanted to go straight away for grapple. Boom! Made a Really nice takedown, mm. and um, yeah, I mean, not a lot, not a lot happened like during this fight. To be honest, yeah, uh, like I said, you know, he's a he's a he's a double uh, black belt uh, champion. I think I was still only like a blue belt here. Right, 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 right. So you did not really know what's going on there, especially in grappling. No, I mean, I definitely knew what was going on, but yeah. you know, there is definitely some uh, skill uh, discrepancies here. You know, skill differences. Yeah. Um, you know, he was, you know, on top of me. He wasn't able to do a lot of damage or anything, but, uh, you know, good pressure and everything. Uh, in a little bit, he'll, uh, I think he'll maneuver and, uh, and get my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that whole, uh, that feeling of, like, the first, first proper, like, pro fight, I can just imagine the whole thing's just going through your mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, up and up until this point, I was I had a perfect record, mm. you know. So I went into this with uh, I'm not I'm not really sure, maybe like four and oh, five and oh, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I never lost before, you know. And all of a sudden, this guy is on my back. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's uh, that's a sucky feeling, you know. Oh fuck. Um, and it's like a, it's a it's a pretty bad position, you know. And not mm. only is he on my back, he's a he's a double jujitsu black belt champ on my back, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, but, um, you know, he was on my back and you know, we're, we're not going to finish this all because it's, it's three minutes of him being on my back, trying to finish the, uh, the no, rear, we can, we can go trying to fast finish forward the, uh, the rear naked choke. Yo shit. He's here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just nonstop. He's just switching, switching, uh, switching arms, trying to finish it. Yeah. He wasn't able to finish it. I just kept defending every time. I mean, I remember a few times it was, it was close. Yeah. And I remember my coach, Martijn, just shouting, few more seconds, few more seconds. I'm like, oh, no, fuck, I'm not giving up, I'm not giving up, you know. And I uh, somehow 
managed to, uh, uh, yeah, like, exactly. Just wait until the bell went. Jeez, man. Uh, was that just the first round? That was the first round. Yeah, that was yeah, the first yeah. round. Uh, second round, he. Um, oh man, I can't remember. Let's see what happened. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. Went for the takedown again. Um, this is not where England wants to be. His legs are close together, which makes it easier for him to pick him up. Yeah. I thought about going for a guillotine, but, but no, then it's it wasn't, like wasn't wasn't that tight. Um, I think he he he's going to land an elbow after this. That uh, <laughs> I remember. Uh, that, that's going to happen in a little bit. Let's just just wait for a second. Yeah. Throwing, throwing a few punches, getting side control. I'm like, oh shit, don't want to be here. This is a bad position. Okay, so one of the cameras died. We're back. Uh, we're back on the fight where it's a lot of grappling going on. Yeah, a lot of grappling, strong guy. Um, Thinking a little bit, he's uh, he might throw a uh, an elbow. Five years the difference between these two. Let's have a look. The older man. This is exactly where Pucci was hoping this fight would maintain. He clearly has the advantage here, but England's doing the right stuff. He's got onto his side. He's not staying flat against his back. He's not like giving he's up. Move, That's what he's, he's doing. Maybe mm -hmm. some scrambles to get back up to his feet. Fuck. Yeah, he doesn't look skinny at all. Right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Easier said than done when you're just watching it on TV, though. I think... Uh so that's where he was throwing a few elbows and I'm like oh shit I could feel it like leaking on my on my face I'm like oh man I don't want to be scarred in my face for life you know I'm like get the fuck out you know and I went away and he jumped on my back and uh, that one he really sunk it in and uh, fuck yeah and yeah that's a, that a good joke that's a good joke yeah how has he been doing since has he been doing good um he's um I would say very similar like me, man. Like mm. ups, ups and downs. You know, we uh, we both uh, won a few, lost a few against a variety of opponents. And uh, that being said, not too long ago, I actually uh, challenged him to a uh, to a rematch. All right, because he's one of the guys I would love to do a rematch against. Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, because it was my first fight and I lost my yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since then, how many fights, pro fights, you you had? So let me see. If this was when I was five and zero, so this is my sixth in total. I've had about uh, like like 15, 16, 17 fights. So I guess mm. like ten fights later, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. around ten fights later, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he agreed. I mean, he's a super nice guy, you know. We're mm. we're, we're, we're we're friends on on Instagram and everything, you know. And uh, Pucci, that's uh, Italian or that's uh, Brazilian. That's Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, he accepted the challenge. Uh, we did a little bit of, uh, you know, social media hype. And uh, unfortunately, it never, what do you call it? Uh, happened. It never actually happened. Yeah. Materialized. Materialized. Yeah, that, you want the fancy yeah, word. That, that was it. That was it. You know? <laughs> but uh, 
you know, if uh, you know, if the guys who won championship are listening to this, you know, I'm still down to uh, to fight. Uh, I mean, whoever. But if I could choose, you know, I would like to uh, go against Bruno Pucci. Cool, again. cool. But it's I like it also. Like I said, like show me one of your fights, and you were okay to show the fight where you actually lost. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, totally. But would you say that this fight was uh, in certain way kind of change your maybe your game or like you? Gave you a little kick in the ass, like okay, I need to maybe focus on this or change something up. Right. What What did you do? So funny, uh, funny story. Prior to this fight, I actually didn't train proper. Can you just lower your mic a little bit so we can see your pretty face there in that camera? <laughs> exactly. Prior to this fight, I actually didn't do like proper kickboxing training. Right. It was purely still a grappling. Right. And like MMA, mm, mm. but no proper kickboxing training you know so the kickboxing training i did prior to this was basically at my apartment mm. where i would invite some friends over put the mats down and we would do like the combinations you know because mm -hmm. i do i mean i have some knowledge in that you know um but yeah man back in jakarta the uh, the gyms were just not were not all that when it came to striking you know really for me to go to a gym and just do like a few rounds on the bag or like two two rounds with a with a trainer that's bullshit you know mm -mm. at least for me you know as a, as a, as a fighter um it was not, not what i was looking for i needed to do like proper drills proper techniques proper sparring and that was very hard to find back in jakarta mm. so again i went into, into this fight without that proper background um and you know still made it to one championship you know and uh But after that, after that fight, it did change. My whole training regime, uh, spending more time in Bali, upping my training back in Jakarta with my own team. Um, yeah, definitely up the ante after this. Yeah, what did the slice say about, it's not about how you lose, it's about what you do after, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> how does it go? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's one of the things, man. I mean, uh, if, you, uh, if you win, all right, you win. But if you lose, you learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from every failure, you can learn, and and it's just annoying that we use that word or we have that connotation toward failure that it's something um, it's very bad. But failure, uh, you know, you're always going to learn something. Yeah, you know, it's like in definitely. business, in relationship, in anything. Yeah, you know. So instead of taking that as a w end of the world, like that's it. No, it's just uh, yeah. it gives you more thickers your skin, and yeah. in this case especially. Yeah. So what is the other fight? Uh, We could look at um, versus. Um, oh man, what is his name again? Oh my god. Um, Cambodian guy. Cambodian. Okay, so then let's just see Anthony versus what let's other see, fights yeah. come up. Go keep scrolling, keep scrolling. You're gonna recognize that's the, it. This, Mas, this the one. Masmao. Yeah, Masmao. Yeah, that I I would right. forget that name as well. <laughs> So this fight was, um, you know, after the fight that we just saw, um, I had a few more fights, a uh, few wins, few losses. Uh, I had a, I went out from one championship as well. Had a few fights outside of one championship, and then got back into one championship again. And that was this fight. Uh, when is this? November 18. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, my. My comeback, if you if you may, back in one championship. So uh, yeah, let's just have a quick uh, quick peek on how this one went. Uh, I did this on uh, 
uh, almost uh, let's see let's say uh, two weeks notice dude even your mo- like i don't know much about martial arts i mean i've done it but like watching you i can see your foot footwork is so different uh, yeah. <laughs> back in there you were like this bull just kind of got yeah, going yeah, forward yeah, here yeah, like yeah. switching sides blah 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 like yeah. you can see that there's difference <laughs> yeah yeah, he I went ballistic. Definitely evolved a little bit uh, compared to that last fight. He got sexier shorts as well. Look at yeah, that. Well, that's just a funny story, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait that. Well, I actually forgot my shorts, and this is my underwear. No, well, well it's 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 almost similar. Man. I shit you not, man. Like I was, you know, my uh, supposed manager back then. He uh, was supposed to bring my fight shorts with with the the team logo yeah, on it, yeah, right? yeah. and. He fucking forgot the shorts. You know, he only had like, you know, one job to do for that. What's the manager's name? Uh, Adri. 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 Shout out for you, buddy. What's up, man? (laughs) Where's my fucking shorts? (laughs) And he forgot it, you know. Um, So I'm like, what the fuck, you know. So, I mean, normally I wear a... uh, Another shorts under my shorts, right? That keeps my uh, my, my my cup in place. Your cup, yeah, you yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm like, uh, well, okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna wear this then. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so, so oh, okay, that's the story. That's look it. at look at how I clock shit like that. <laughs> at least the good I started with the foot footwork. I was like, oh yeah, look at the footwork. Look at the shorts, girl. Where are you making a statement in the house? <laughs> Next thing in the jockstrap. Okay, cool. <laughs> Was he similar age with you? Oh, shit. <laughs> and that game is over. <laughs> I have no idea how old he was. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was, I was a bit older. Um, you know, like you mentioned previously, you know, I started quite, quite late. Um, so I'd say most of my opponents were quite a bit younger, I think. Mm-hmm. That kick was beautiful. 39 seconds into yeah. the first round. Boom. Um, and how does it feel? I mean, like, I don't have much experience with, you know, these kind of fights. Like, I've done karate on points, and, you know, it's a very different ball game. So, But I, I actually I remember I got knocked out once. Like, I got oh. really kicked in the, in the jaw. Okay. So I remember this guy was, again, taller, and uh, he was, I was, like, uh, brown belt or not even brown belt, and he was black belt. And it was almost like he needed to show me, you know, what's what. Mm-hmm. And he kicked me in the fucking jaw so mm-hmm. bad. Uh, I literally couldn't eat for for like a two weeks or something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so how does it feel? I mean, I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure like you fuck up, you fuck, you know, you knock someone out. But like, don't you feel sometimes like you want to kind of go longer and go like show like the skill set and like kind of thing, or just like it's totally fine with you? That was you know sick kick you just and you just walk away no hurt you know you, you know don't have any bruises or whatever how does that feel that's uh that's uh, you you kind of nailed that one there mm. as well actually because um you know having uh my again my comeback to one championship uh i was pretty stoked for that and then finishing the fight in 39 seconds of course it feels good on the other side i was like you know, uh, yeah. You know, I, exactly. still, I, I still got that itch, right? Exactly. And uh, even though I was I was on the top of the world, but there's still that itch, you know, because yeah. I didn't really do a lot. I threw one kick, you know, mm. and that's it. So 
went back to Jakarta, went back home. I was eating my cheeseburger, you know, celebrating. And uh, as literally as I was taking a bite from my cheeseburger, one championship guys call me. Hey, Anthony, um, do you want to fight this weekend? Because <laughs> he knew that you're physically right. all good so, and you haven't so, been. So I'm like, say what? <laughs> yeah, because we got a, a last minute cancellation on the mm. card in Jakarta. By chance, the next card was going to be in Jakarta. And they're like, uh, you know, it's, it's your weight class. Would you uh, be willing to, uh, to step up? I'm like, uh, <laughs> let's go. Guys. Let me finish this weight. <laughs> let, me, let me finish this first. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I, I took the fight. Um, you know, not having fought in one championship for quite a bit. And then coming back with, uh, you know, like a nice knockout. And then again, literally a week later. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was a lot of fun, man. How, how did that go? Did you have a time to prove yourself? A little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more. Was it, it a punch and a kick? <laughs> it, it was definitely a few punches and a few kicks. And then I think I finished that one in, uh, with, a, with a submission. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, definitely a little, bit more, uh, a little bit more active, you know. Right, right, right. Um. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that's yeah, sick. Yeah. That's almost like universe heard you. Kind of like in a way. Yeah, this yeah. guy still has an itch. <laughs> right. That's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So this is um. You know, you being uh. You know, fighting. So you started that uh, that professional one was when you were thirty years old, right? Bef- but mm. before that, you did also. W- how old you were when you got into actually having like big competitions? Because uh, I'm a little bit confused now. So you when, you, when you said like professionally, that's the kind of the the only source of income right. that you that's what you think is professionally, or that's the general how people so, assume professional. Because I always thought right. professional is that when you make make money, right? Not when you it's your only source of income. You can have many different kind of sources of in, income. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. Well, f- fair enough. Um, it's like right now, like mm-hmm. when I do stand-up comedy, you know, I, I can say I'm a pro, pro stand-up comedian because mm-hmm. I get paid, mm-hmm. but that money definitely doesn't sustain me. That's just the one of the incomes I can, you right. know, use. Well, okay, let's, 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 let's nuance it a little bit more then. Yeah. So that was when I turned like full-on pro. Uh, okay, here you, you know? go. Uh, prior to that, I was doing like, you know, a few professional fights, you know, where I did get paid for. Right. Uh, but back then I was still... Um, what was I doing back then? I was working for a tea company back then. Mm. I was, uh, I think I did a, a stint as an English teacher as well for mm. a bit, uh, doing some odd jobs back then. Um, I think pro, it's like in the easy way to say like when you don't have a day job anymore because your day job turns into being a fighter. That's yeah. when you're a pro. Yeah. Like instead of being a milkman during the day and then the evening you go and you know punch a bag and then yeah. you compete once in a while. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest difference. Probably. And so then the, that's when you were 30. So how old are you now? 36. 36. You're a year younger than me. Jesus mm. Christ, I feel so old. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then, so it's been six years since, and you said that altogether you've done about 17, 18 fights. Give or take. Give or take, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, now, so now the story goes, you're a professional fighter, but you also you coach. Uh, what are the other things you're involved? Oh, the one thing that I was very excited and was sick, uh, very ha- happy for you. So you do commenting. So you go to Jakarta. Yeah. Uh, how long you been doing that? That only I only started doing that about 
I guess it's my second month right now. Okay. So I started uh, just before the new year. Like and is that every before. weekend? Almost every weekend, uh, you know, kind of depending on the schedule of UFC. Oh, okay. Were you there uh, because of that when I was doing my uh, 10 days quarantine? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that exactly. was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that just happened and uh, it's a cool gig. Mm. Yes, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's for the, uh, the broadcast, uh, the UFC broadcast in uh, Indonesia, Malaysia and Singapore. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's in English. Uh, which is which is good. I mean, I guess I could have done it in, in Indonesian as well, but uh, definitely easier for me to do it in English. Uh, yeah, it's on uh, Mola TV, so uh, be sure to tune in Mola TV. Mola TV, check it out. Download the app or go to the website, just make a free account and just watch UFC for free anywhere nice. in Indonesia. And then when you comment, who's who are your co-hosts? So, uh, also, uh, so previously... There was uh, we we had a uh, uh, a different female uh, main host. Mm-hmm. Her name was uh, Veni. Um, hey Veni. Hey what's Veni. Up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my uh, so I'm like the uh, the guest expert, mm-hmm. and the resident expert was uh, Daddy Daddy Wigraha, which is my uh, one of my former BJ coaches right. back in Jakarta, um, and. Since last week, um, the producers wanted to give a try to uh, a different host, so they asked my wife Amelia to right. uh, to uh, to give it a try, and uh, you know she did quite well, and they asked her back again for uh, for next week for this weekend. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, team. Uh, that's like a freaking family business. Yeah, now. yeah. let's honey, <laughs> let's go comment together. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So and your a, your your wife, she's she's you know I know her since last year. When mm-hmm. did you guys get married? Where? When? When? Uh, 2019 July. Okay, so that's I I met you guys after you all been married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, she's lovely. She definitely knows how to talk. So yeah, I mean she's a, I mean she's a. What do you call it? Uh, an entertainer. Entertainer, you know, well a, spoken. She's yeah. a professional singer. She's a professional jazz oh, singer. Okay, yeah, so and yeah. she has a stage presence, and she's exactly, not afraid of people. Exactly, That's awesome. You know, doing doing like a actual hosting for TV was the first time though. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, I guess it's a small switch to make. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Now, well, if you if you know how if you're not falling in your mouth, whatever that expression is, you know, then you just go with the flow, and we and is, talk. Is that? Is that something they say it's in English? In English or no? In La- it's Latvian. Latvian. It's a Latvian right. thing. Okay, because yeah, yeah. we have exactly the same in Dutch. Really? Yeah, yeah. But I've never heard it in English. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I literally just translated it because right. my brain makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like it's so so funny. Like when you compare languages, and you probably you know you most likely can uh, um, relate to this. Like even saying it's like uh, killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. We ha- we have shooting uh, two rabbits with one shot. As like oh, if okay. you shoot from a gun, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like when someone's like, "Oh, you just killed two birds." What? What are yeah, you talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. throw the stone. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And like, yeah, when you're not falling in your mouth, that's the very Latvian. I think English version is if you your mouth is not full with water, or something like that. Someone was sitting there, like they would have a mouth uh, full with water. Never, I'm just never heard. Yeah, of that yeah like they don't. Mm, and they can't say anything. Right, so, right, but right. I'm pretty sure I didn't say it right. How uh, the expression yeah, goes. Yeah. So yeah, um, the languages, and so you speak, you speak Dutch, you speak Bahasa, English. Yeah. What else? I mean, a few words of uh, French and German. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Because Netherlands is just good that way because you guys are exposed to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I know a couple of Belgians and Belgians, Belgians, yeah, Belgians. and they they would say, and it's so funny, yeah. I already covered this in the beginning, like Belgians and and um, Hollandese, no, uh, Netherlandese, <laughs> like it's the worst. Dutch people, Dutch people, yeah. It's like it's crazy. You can't, you can't. If I say you are Hollandese, no, it's not right. It's Dutch. You are Dutch, yeah, right? Yeah. But you are from Netherlands, yes. or you're from Holland. Yeah, yeah, fucking confusing. Man. <laughs> I'm from Latvia. I speak Latvian. Boom, easy. Right. That that is a lot easier. I'm from Russia. I speak Russian. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I I don't know why they had to make it that complicated for Holland, man. I, I don't know because in in Dutch, if if you know we we say we're from Holland mm. and you are a Hollander. Okay, in so Dutch, but you cannot say it in English. Yeah, Hollandese <laughs> or a, a Holland ho- Hollander. Are you a Hollander? <laughs> it's, it's 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 not correct. No, you're 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 Dutch. Yeah, so. And you say, and you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a Hollander, you're a dumbass. There you go. Yeah. And then, um, what else you've been up to? What else you've been doing here in Bali now for a while? Uh, so you're coaching, you're commenting, you're competing. What else do you do? So I've actually uh, recently launched my uh, my online coaching program. Okay, um, you know I kind of figured out that uh, you know doing uh, coaching face to face it kind of limits your oh yeah you know the reach. So I've been wanting to do something online for quite a while now, and I uh, met a few guys that are uh, you know kind of kind of guided me in the process how to uh, you know set everything up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know with. Um, you know, with almost uh, well, around 15 years of experience in MMA, I think I definitely have a few, uh, you know, a few things. Start to, picking uh, up a couple of things. Right? <laughs> yeah, start picking up a few things, right? You know, a thing or two about a thing or two, right? Well, like, you know, how to punch, right? maybe how to duck. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, not only, uh, you know, the program is not only about, you know, teaching people how to fight, because you, you can do that anywhere from, from anyone, but it's, you know, it's the whole mindset that mm. comes from you know training MMA mm. or from being an MMA fighter, um, you know, because the mindset of a how how I how I how I say this, you know, the um, the mindset of a fighter and the mindset of a uh, uh, a soldier are amongst the most you know uh, intense, the most uh, daring, the most you know dangerous. Uh, um, work environments you can have yeah. anywhere, right? So for you to be able to withstand all that pressure as an MMA fighter or as a, uh, you know, uh, uh, a professional soldier, you know, it's uh, it's next to none. Mm. You know, regular people don't get exposed to that kind of mental stress, physical stress, um, you know, especially those who are just uh, sitting behind their laptop on a day. Uh, I think I would basis. be scared shitless to be a miner, like mining, especially in old days. I mean, that's could, well. I mean, that's when uh, you can just get fucking buried. Like God, I, yeah. I will go fight any day, honestly. <laughs> that's 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 a <laughs> you know thing I mean? altogether, right? One hundred percent. You know. Yeah. So uh, they, yeah. they are dangerous shit outside there. Yeah, they could be more dangerous professions, but these are definitely one of the right. Most. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, where, where, where it comes to like you know the the, the skills and the trainings and the uh, you know the mindset you got to be into, keep on going. You know and. You know, I've I've had so many days where I went to the gym, did my did my training, you know, got beat the fuck up, uh, sitting around 
at the side. I'm like, you know, feeling sorry for myself going mm. going back home, having a shower, and then you know, what do you do? You shake it off, and three four hours later, you got to go back again, do it all again. Mm. And if you cannot handle that, if you cannot deal with that, you know, you're in the wrong profession. Yeah, and all these things kind of you know come natural for me throughout the years of training. So now I've started to uh, you know put a lot of this on paper, put a lot of this in, uh, in videos, trying to educate and to share my knowledge to um, to anyone. And again, I'm 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 not I'm not training people to become fighters, but I'm training them to get into that particular mindset so that they can use that in their own line of work, whatever that is. You know, whether it's you know sitting behind the computers uh, selling uh, stocks, or whatever. If you don't have that that mindset, yeah, that, you know, really pushes you to to your limits, you're not gonna take anything out of life. Hundred percent. Uh, and like, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan's, and uh, he was talking to one of the women fighters. Um, forgot her name now. I think she's Russian, and she's up and coming and, and getting very big. Um, and they were talking how I think it was in LA. Don't take my word for this, but uh, I think it's in LA. They have a special, like, a mindset uh, kind of the. There's a whole, like, what they call it, almost like not university, but like ac- academy, academy for like UFC fighters or MMA fighters. And then they had this whole, like, a mindset um, teaching and and mm-hmm. and how, yeah, this is huge. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you you're strong, whatever. But if your mind is not strong, that's the that's the biggest there, thing there is. One hundred percent. And then talking about like, you definitely, sh- you know, I think all of us should write autobiographies. You know, you definitely should write one as well, like biography. No, and talking also about things what worked for you, what didn't work for you. Mm. Because, uh, you know, I, I love that we have this exposure wave of, like, uh, of our thoughts and, and what uh, opinions. Uh, it's podcasts. You know, it's just right. so so great that we're just having this conversation and people can learn certain things and you as a fighter as well. And um, uh, one of the uh, podcasts that I did with my BJJ coach in the United Kingdom, uh, and uh, he mentioned, I already forgot, it flew out of my head, uh, this guy who is big in UFC, and he wrote his book, and like how he was sharing about the ideas, like what helps for him, and like how he gets in his mindset as well, and uh, I think this is a perfect segue for us to get in that book, what you suggest me was the, uh, the uh, Superman, what was it? Uh, uh the rise of Superman. Rise of Superman. Rise, rise of, of Superman. Superman. And yeah, it was yeah. all about the flow. They right. were talking the flow, continuously yeah, yeah, yeah. repeating the flow. And, um, well, this thing, oh, we still have five minutes. So let's just talk about that book quickly. So I listened twice on the audio ver- as version. And uh, they were just talking about these, how some people push through everything. This mm-hmm. one guy particular, he had broken ankle, broken leg, whatever. And he still would go back on a surfboard and continue having, uh, finishing the, his way, whatever. And it was a 3G uh, uh, pressure. Mm. So 1G is when F1 formula drivers go around the corners. That's mm-hmm. 1G. Uh, 2G was something about the planes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, broken foot, still goes and finishes his shit. You know, and uh, this was probably not about the flow, but this was about him just kind of just knowing that this is the time when he wants mm-hmm. to do it. But there was all so much talking about like we need to get in that flow. Yeah. The things like, Things like we are overworked, we are we are we are injured. We you know those don't matter anymore because we're in that flow. So share share what uh, what kind of things you took away from that book for some listeners who would like to check it out. 
Yeah, so um, it's it's interesting because um, again, prior to uh, to me like putting you know my my knowledge on paper or making videos, most of it is just in my mind and it's just it's just normal for mm. me. You know, I I don't I didn't give it a lot of thought, and then when I'm reading books about it my eyes kind of opened and I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's actually like this. And, oh, you know, people actually, you know, uh, they write about what I'm actually experiencing, you know. And when it comes to uh, to flow, you know, it's uh, the state of flow. It's, it's a very interesting subject. Um, it's something that uh, happens when... What, when it, it might happen when you're super focused mm-hmm. on particular... Um, in a particular situation where everything around you kind of slows down mm-hmm. and it's just you and the object or situation. The tunnel vision. The tunnel vision, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, that happened to me a few times um, during my fights. Not Definitely not every fight, but definitely a few times. Uh, you know, when I remember uh, my coach uh, saying like, uh, watch out for the punch, watch out for the kick. And I see the guy punching, or I see him kicking, and I'm I'm stepping back, and I'm just looking at slow the, motion at the kick miss my head, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, is he really that slow, or am I moving just way faster than him? Like, you know, I wasn't really sure, right? but I was like seeing it in like almost slow motion, you know. And uh, sure enough, I I got a I got a knockout in that one as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that happens for uh, you know like uh, elite athletes. They get into the flow state uh, sometimes, and the book is is about yeah decoding the science of the ultimate human performance, right? And you know the ultimate human performance that only kind of happens in you know like I said, elite athletes, uh, and I would say elite soldiers as well, because there's a lot of um, you know. F- the physical part that you know is very comparable you know between athletes and soldiers um yeah man uh, for those who are listening to this right now uh, anthony's like stroking his beard as he was telling it he's like this like a like a super wise man just sitting on the rock <laughs> um it's it's a little bit shorter right now to be honest but i it's, it's still big long what happened did the uh, wind almost blew you off your scooter <laughs> <laughs> you see I'm trying to get you I got my stash but this morning I looked at the mirror I look fucking weird with the stash I look like Mario or Luigi one of those uh-huh. I think I need to shave yeah, I don't have your jeans I can't grow a beard uh, sorry too bad bro too bad but you still got the baby face hey, you know, so. hey yeah, that works for me um, yeah so th- so this book the what else did I take from it mm. um about how they just kind of, they were puzzled how come in a very short period of time certain sports just developed and grew so quickly. So that was the other thing mm. as well. And um, I think it's just just to compare, just it's about the people, the, the, the specific uh, characters who would just push no matter what and they have this obsession on getting better in this and those are the like the pinnacles the ones who pushed it up to so certain level mm-hmm. um but you can and it's interesting it's like it happens in different sports differently mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's about certain specific characters who are gonna go and do some crazy shit and right. they just lose it pushing pushing the limits you know pushing your own limits 
uh, that's the only way to uh, to improve yourself. You know, you uh, you get what you put in, and uh, if you push yourself uh, hard and long enough, you know, you might get into that flow of st- uh, state of flow. Mm. And um, I like how one guy compared it. He said, um, "I can get in that uh, state of flow if I meditate and maybe for two hours, and maybe that's going to happen for two three minutes. I'm going to get in that state, or do something what almost kills me. I get it in straight away. Right. That's how he was yeah. comparing with it. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know, like, I you know, I've worked as a stunt performer, and certain mm. things I do, a lot of people think it's crazy, but for me." It makes total sense because most of them I'm actually building up. Like let's say someone says sees me doing high diving from 15 meters, doing backflip, whatever, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" It's not crazy if you've done five meters. It's not crazy when you do seven meters, ten meters, right. and you build it up. And uh, a lot of people don't see that the, the, the baby the steps. Yeah, 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 the baby yeah, steps as enough, well. Like no one is going to go MMA and like, oh, Renard, you're physically pretty fit. Go and fight this right. MMA fighter. Fuck no. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know, like. The, these are the things what I just can't stand when someone pe- sometimes people say, oh, I would never be able to do this. Mm-hmm, well, because mm-hmm. you've never done anything about it to, to actually get there, yep. you know? Definitely, bro. That's, that's, that's very true. Yeah. That is very true. I mean, that's, you know, just about that subject. You got the one, the people on that side who say, who feel sorry for themselves saying like, oh, I would never be able to do that. And then you got the people on the other side of the spectrum who say, you know, they're only fighting for five minutes or ten minutes, you know. I actually, <laughs> oh I actually God. got out of bed to watch that fight, you know, and they're earning all that money just to fight for five or seven oh minutes, my you God, know. Those are just you idiots. Know? Both are idiots, you know, <laughs> on the same side subject, but they got different sides about it, right? Because you know they both don't see all the years yeah. of preparation that goes into that, right? Some you, you got to start somewhere, and man preparation that goes into before a fight i mean yeah. uh, you know it's just sad also there's another group which uh looks at me quite often and say oh my god you're so talented you're just so talented right the only talent and the biggest talent what everyone has who whatever they do great is consistent right. fucking grinding yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, only true, fucking true, talent true. Yeah, yeah. you know and i've seen and i've seen in the past uh, some guys who would come they're less coordinated than I or other guys, mm. and da, 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 da. and like, like you see, five years later, they're smashing it. Mm. How? Mm. Why? Because of talent? No, because they've been working their asses off. Yep, true. You know, true. and uh, that hard, happens. Hard a lot. work beats talent, bro. Boom. So Tyson said that. <gasps> Just recently, I saw a video. Someone posted. Tyson said, "Like it doesn't matter how fucking talented right, you are right. if you don't have that fucking yeah, consistent yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nothing." Cool. Okay, and uh, we're gonna do one more segment and have a little pause now. There you go, we're back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is um, back with Anthony here. And um, we talked about all sorts of stuff about uh, fighting business. About what was, um, again, the uh, name of the organization you're part of? One Championship. One Championship. So it's here in Asia. What, what countries it covers? Um, so it's headquartered in Singapore. Uh, yeah. But, uh, well, at least pre-COVID, they were doing events in Every Asian country. Right, right, right. In every Asian country. Yeah. So I've it's huge. Yeah, so number-wise, it's way bigger than UFC, isn't it? Um, number-wise, I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's pretty big. Okay. It is okay. really big. We can yeah. look it up later. Yeah, <laughs> Whoever yeah, wants yeah. to check it out, yeah, compare yeah. it. Um, and um, yeah, so we uh, talked about the book you suggested. You're not a really big reader, but you recently started reading a little bit more. Yeah, I've just started 
you know, uh, a little widening my uh, horizon. Oh, widening your horizons. Yeah, there you yeah, go. So, there you uh, go. It's something that I, I've definitely not done for a long time. You know, I, again, just too busy with uh, yeah. training, fighting, getting punched in the face. and everything, hey, you, know, you and, should do uh, that with audio book in your ear. Right. You're <laughs> multitasking, <laughs> right? Multitasking. Yeah, why, why not? And right? you're like, stop, stop. This is very good, but <laughs> yeah. I need to put a note. Yeah, put a note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is very good thought. Yeah. Oh, I will quote this. <laughs> Punched in the face. But yeah, it's definitely something that I uh, just recently uh, picked up uh, a little bit more again. Yeah, suggestion for you for my, like I, I struggled with reading big mm-hmm. time. So now I try to read as much as possible and every time I have new guests, mm-hmm. so they tell me about the books that they like and then I try right. to read them. And I definitely learn stuff all the time. Um, so audiobook is definitely one of them. The other one is find like these moments when you can just be by yourself and do your thing. And for me, that's sauna. So I got mm-hmm. to sauna pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. So in 20 minutes, 100% I can read, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, an audiobook makes you a little bit lazy because it's like, it's, you know, you just stick it in there. And uh, and it's sometimes it's difficult. Some narrators kind of, they're not as good. So they can be quite monotonous and you're kind of falling asleep or not really getting the concept. But there are some books that are really easy to get it from audience. So try okay. that. I'll That's one try. of the yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and while you do like your cardio warm-ups and stuff like that, that can make uh, that, that, that will work. Yeah, yeah. The other thing what I was asking you was uh, about films and about people, right? right? So the films, I, I literally already forgot all the other ones. I think you gave me three or four options, mm-hmm. but then the the fourth or the third option was Zootrop- Zootopia, right. and I was like, that's my film. Uh, it's a cartoon <laughs> for those who don't know. Zootopia is about uh, uh-huh. speaking animals, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the main reason I loved it is uh, because they're actually covering a really cool concept of that we all are different kind of animals. Yeah. And you know when uh, in uh, even in schools in a in a like old school concept when we study the same subjects and kids would have different grasp of different subjects. So you would be good in physics, I would be good in math and someone else is going to be good in language. But all of us for some reason have to get grades in all of those subjects. Right. So it's like a teaching someone who can fly to teach them also to swim kind right. of thing. And that was compared with the animals yeah. in the forest. Yeah. Uh, so like the, 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 the wolf is going to fly, you know, and that's what the expectation in a school, which doesn't make any sense. Right. So that's why Zootopia for me really kind of strike a right chord. Yeah, definitely. And it was funny as fuck as well. It was a super funny movie, yeah. you know, and uh, the, one of the reasons why I, uh, you know, picked that one as my uh, my top three, you know, just to uh, just to mention the other two was uh, was um, Black Hawk Down yeah. and uh, The Legend of 1900. And then Zootopia, you know, so, three <laughs> so Black Hawk Down is about shooting people and shit running right. with I the mean, guns. Exactly. I don't so know what the second one is about, but third one is a cartoon. It's, it's, <laughs> it's about it's about music and um, this guy who uh, who lives on a boat basically becomes a very famous uh, jazz uh, like a piano player. Oh, okay, uh, it's a really interesting movie. Like it's a beautiful movie actually with uh, Tim Roth. Uh, anyways, three very different movies, and um, uh, that kind of portrays. The way I am as well because oh, cool. I don't like to be put in one box. I have a lot of different boxes, if you may, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you know, when I, I can just appreciate a whole variety of whatever it is. You yeah. Know? So Zootopia, um, um, yeah, I just love the movie, you know. And it's it's one of the first movies that I watched together with my wife mm. back when we were still dating, and. Um, it, <sighs> You know, it was it was it was it was just you know the things that you just mentioned that was very uh, very cool about the movie, and 
for some reason, after that movie, I started to identify um, certain people with certain animals. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in, in in particular, I started to identify uh, my girl, my my wife uh, Amelia with the main character Judy Hopps. Right. I thought you were gonna say with the sloth. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, yeah. you, you know where to find him. Yeah. Okay? She no. She's <laughs> your wife. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like knowing her as much as I know her, she's quite quick talker and all that. All excited right, all the time. Yeah. Right. And uh, and then and then myself as the uh, the the fox. Uh, You're gonna be the fox, right? And uh, also because back then when we were still dating, uh, you know, as it is in in the movie where it's just outrageous for a fox to be dating a bunny, right? Right? right. right? Uh, so her, so her parents were like, oh, "You're dating a fox," you know, yeah. and, uh, and like that kind of stuff, right? And that was quite typical uh, um, for our situation as well because we had a few issues as well mm. back then when we were dating with uh, with her parents. Uh, because uh, I know, uh, because my wife's Chinese Indonesian and I'm not Chinese, and that was like a big. You're thing. not Chinese. I'm, uh, That's a big I surprise, know, right? My God, you know? <laughs> I thought you're just Indonesian. <laughs> you know, I I, I I actually tried to kind of fake it, even. Oh know? my God! <laughs> like say, no, because I am half Indonesian. My dad, my dad's. From oh, Indonesia. are you? Yeah, bro. My dad's from Indonesia. He's from Manado. Oh, that explains why you actually was. Well, you should start with that. You never said that. Well, you didn't ask. You know, so, you know. <laughs> it's like, what about your parents? And your, yeah, so I have mom and dad. <laughs> hey, that, mom. Hi, dad. <laughs> that's all you said. I was like, oh, yeah. So actually, my dad, he's right. half Indonesian. So my, my mom's English. My yeah. dad's Indonesian. They both moved to Holland. That's oh, why I'm Dutch. Gotcha. You know, So it's there's not a lot of Dutch blood going on, just my passport. Um, so yeah, that being said, you know, I actually, in, 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 in Manado, where uh, my family is from, there are actually a lot of Chinese um what do you call it? Uh, immigrants, immigrants, if you may. You know, there's yeah. a lot of Chinese blood going on uh, okay. there. So I actually uh, we tried to uh, sell it like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's actually a uh, Chinese in the family as well. Oh. And I remember uh, the dad saying like, okay, if that's really true, I want to see the uh, what do you call it? The uh, the stumbom, <laughs> the what, what's that in English? The, the family tree. You know, oh my show God. me the, show me the evidence. You know, wow. <laughs> um, Anyways, you know, long story short, it all turned out good. Uh, but yeah, ever since, uh, you know, I uh, that's one of the reasons why we, me and her, we really like that movie. And, that uh, is interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah. a very perfect analogy for yeah. someone like who would say like, why would you ever be with a fox or with a yeah, with yeah. a bunny? Yeah. I thought you're going to be that character uh, the fox was hanging out with uh, who pretended the small child, uh. but it was being like. <laughs> Hey, I went like very deep voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they did that uh, ice cream trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they go, um, I know that film too well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, when they got to the uh, ice cream place where they sell ice cream only for elephants. Right. So it was like this very like a racist thing going exactly. on. Exactly. So you don't sell anyone else, only to elephants. Right. And, and he had, then he had his, his elephant costume on, right? Obviously, elephant costume. Right. Yeah. And then and the fox was just playing, oh, well. Sorry, not this time. Sorry, uh-huh. you're not going to get an ice cream. And then when he got it, then I understand what it's all about. So they basically just need that big size when they can chop it up. And chop it up it. and, you know, make money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sly foxes. <laughs> That's a good one. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, the other two films, yeah, I was just going to put put and people can check it out. So for me, I need to figure out how to download certain films because, like, right now I only have Netflix, basically. So I need to figure out some... There some is a magical world. It's called the internet oh my god right and there is a part of the internet called torrents exactly <laughs> <laughs> smart ass <laughs> and then you can look it up what that means right <laughs> 
Pirate Bay, bro. Uh, you know, that's the way to go. That's oh, yeah. This is uh, actually a podcast. Uh, we're promoting piracy. Hello. What's up, guys? Yeah, don't need to pay for shit. Just download. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Next next time, as soon as I got next guest giving me some film I can't find, I'm going to go to you. Cool. Know. And then I asked about people. So right. people who inspired, helped you, or uh, been mentoring you. And right. you mentioned three coach and I, uh, three coaches. Actually, four, five. Right. Four. I know four of them, and mm-hmm. the fifth one is from Belgium. So the uh, ones Holland. I know... Uh, sorry? Holland. Hall, sorry. What did I say? <laughs> yeah, Belgium, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck the Belgians thing in my head. Also, because there's so many Belgians here in... in uh, there are quite, so, a, quite so a many. Bit. Actually, a lot of French and, and Belgians. Uh, a Belgians lot of them. For, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and they don't have, don't have the best rep. <laughs> they apparently are an assholes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I'm like, so far, I'm, I'm pretty fond of them. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm just fond of assholes. Okay. <laughs> that sounds a little bit weird. I know. I found some. Uh, yeah. You got that, so- that sound quite. Um. Anyway. Next subject. So, um, <laughs> coaches. So, we have Leone brothers. One of them I right. had uh, yeah, so, uh, so, on the podcast. So, so, just to, uh, you know, why, you know... Um, you know, when, when you ask, like, you know, who do I look up to or who mm. am I, uh, you know, who made a big, uh, uh, who have a big influence in my life? Um, you know, aside from obviously my own dad, of course, you know, but, yeah. you know, for uh, me living um, outside of Holland for the last, you know, give or take 14 years right now, um, you know, the people that had a, a, a daily uh, influence on my life, I've always been my coaches, you know, because mm. those are the guys that I see on a day-to-day basis. And, um, you know, the, the, the first, the first guy, the first coach to make a big, uh, uh, who had a big influence in my life was my first coach, Martijn de Jong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my coach for, for a bit back in Holland. And then when I was already in Indonesia, he moved to Indonesia as well after after one uh, one time, and we uh, started a gym together in Jakarta for a few years. And uh, you know, he was the coach that you know kind of guided me in my in my early phase as a professional fighter with everything. Right. And um, you know, up until this day, he was he's still like the best coach out there, and he just knew me to the point and. Um, you know, uh, you know, I still miss his voice shouting at me, not shouting at me, talking to me, talking to you from outside the cage. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's that voice that it's the only thing you hear, Mm, mm. you know, you're doing your thing and that's the only thing you're hearing. And that's, that's, that's not, not an easy task to get that chemistry with you and your coach, you know, um, but uh, he ha- just had a very specific way of doing everything about training, about mindset, about you know just evolving as a fighter, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very grateful to that until this day for having him in my life. And uh, even though he's not my coach anymore, we're still on a on a very good um, on a very good base together. You know, I was still in touch uh, very uh, very regularly, and um, yeah, so that's definitely. Uh, one person that I really appreciate in my life. Uh, the second uh, and third would uh, are, are going to be uh, uh, my other coaches, my other striking coaches here in Bali, uh, Coach uh, Ethan and uh, Coach Mike. Uh, so a shout out to them both. 
both from uh, from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. They came to the gym to Bali MMA a few years ago, or they started a few years ago, and uh, they led the uh, the striking program. And they had a very similar style to my first coach, Martijn. Uh, very similar training style. You know, their their background is Dutch kickboxing, so it was very familiar to me. Uh, maybe a little bit rougher around the edges compared to uh, to Martijn. <laughs> I think you have a few uh, a few nice stories. About Just that finish one good well. things to say. Good things about them. I'm going to finish with dessert. <laughs> Who Ethan is actually? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean they're definitely a, a, a no nonsense uh, kind of coach. You, know, yeah. you show up late, he's either going to kick you or. At the best, he's gonna give you like you know 100 burpees or whatever you know. Uh, strict, strict coaches, and uh, my God, there is a few trainings where you know people were almost crying. I think during the, during the exercise, and uh, uh, man, yeah, tough trainings. But uh, the most important part, it was valuable. And mm. and again, till this day, I'm still using techniques that I learned from them on a daily basis in my training, in my sparring or my competitions from from them. And uh, I think that's very important. And, um, you know, um, I, I, I very much appreciate them, even though Coach uh, Ethan, he went back to New Zealand to be with his, uh, his family. Uh, Mike started his own gym around the corner, uh, and I wish him all the best with that as well. Um, um, yeah, I know we they all went to follow their own path, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm I'm you know happy to say that we're again still in in a, uh, in, a in a good relationship, uh, and I, uh, I I value that. Yeah, can I share with my experience now with both of them? Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's so let, let's hear, bro. Let's uh, let's hear. No, Ethan. Um, yeah, I mean both of them are super lovely, but they're strict, and uh, you know what? That is super important, especially for martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like when I used to do karate, uh, it was kind of a there was a very simple understanding. Uh, like, if you're late, you're going to do this. If you're this and this. One time, I forgot to take my earring out. And uh, I had this Russian coach uh, for uh, karate. He would come over and like, and he's like, I told you how many times to take your fucking earring out. He came and just ripped it out. No. Yeah, just ripped it out. And uh, it, it didn't rip too much. It was quite a soft one. So it bleed, bleed a little bit. But yeah, since then, I, wasn't, I never wear earrings <laughs> since. Um, but yeah, so I, I do respect that. The only problem, or not a problem, but like I remember when I would come late for Mike's classes because he used to do the group class from Muay Thai. Right. And every time I would be late because I thought, oh, it's okay to be late. He would just come comes over to me, looks dead in eyes like, are you taking me as a prostitute? Do you think I'm a prostitute? That you can just come up at any time you want and just leave any time you want? <laughs> I was like, no, Mike, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but he was like mainly like just giggling about it. And uh, with Ethan, I had, uh, he would uh, hold pads for me. And I remember he would be like, yeah, put your hands up or whatever. And I wasn't protecting myself. And he would just go for sour plaques just with a pad. But that was enough for me just to bend over. And he just need me. And I, and I literally ran away from the. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I can't work in this kind of condition. And, <laughs> and he was laughing. Um, but yeah. So I ran away from, uh, from both of them, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I thought Ethan uh, was back. I thought he was uh, with Mike doing stuff. I think I saw, saw some videos him coaching nah, there no he's nah, gone no nah, no nah. he's he's definitely still in new zealand oh, okay uh yeah I, I i hope he comes back you know again he was a awesome coach and i learned a lot from him you know and uh uh but yeah cool and uh you know uh, and of course the um the uh, leone brothers and and donnie you know the um 
the owners of Bali MMA, yeah. who I've uh, been with since a long time. You know, I, I, I know uh, Andrew and Anthony since the first time they came to Jakarta mm. to, because they started the gym in Jakarta, actually, Jakarta MMA, and did that for a bit. And I was training with them back then. And maybe like a few years down the line, they opened up Bali MMA. And I was one of one of the early members there as well. And, uh, <coughs> you know, uh, again, these are guys that I see on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, you know, they're freaking awesome coaches with a with a with a huge uh, dose of experience um really high level coaches high level fighters as well and uh you know th- these are also guys that i uh i really value and appreciate uh, very much yeah and both of them are just really cool dudes they are like just uh i i, I started my brazilian jiu-jitsu um four steps with uh it was with andrew actually and then mm-hmm. it was with anthony and right. anthony was in podcast so anyone wants to check it out uh i think it's episode 10 something like that and um yeah and both of them know how to have fun and just laugh but also they work work their asses off definitely um so yeah that that is a great combo you have there yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. For sure. Um, listen, we are very close to uh, finishing our chat. Uh, before I always kind of close uh, the, the podcast, I always try to kind of get a little bit serious. Are you ready for some serious shit? Right. Um, basically, for people who, whether they want to do stuff what you do, and I think we covered uh, already some of those things, uh, what are your kind of suggestions and things what work for you in the sense of, again, about the mindset? And you can actually cover some of the stuff what you're going to have in your uh, uh, app or program and what are the things to focus on and how to how to get in that mindset to achieve certain things in your life. What, what things worked for you and what do you think you could suggest to other people? Well, uh, one of the things, and, and, and you mentioned it as well uh, um, a little bit back, uh, is consistency, mm. right? Whatever it is that you want, you got to work for it. You got to be consistent in your um, in your actions, and man, it's just about not giving up. Um, just today, actually, um, Donnie mentioned after after sparring, you know, he wants everyone to, um, you know, whoever, whoever comes to sparring, you got to keep going for the full twelve rounds. Uh, and afterwards, we got a, I don't know, we did like uh, like four hundred sit ups because uh, a lot of people today. Um, and you just got to sit it out, like the whole thing. You don't show up late, you don't go away early, and you don't quit early. You know, quitting is a habit. Yeah. Right. It's something that if you do it once, you're gonna do it twice. You're gonna do it three times. It becomes a habit. Right. Instead, push yourself. Just. Push yourself mentally, because your body can do it. You know, doing it physically is the easy part. It's, got, it's about pushing yourself mentally mm. to push yourself through those tough, those tough moments. And instead of quitting, you just, you just do it. And it's that easy. You know, there's no big science behind it. You know, you just got to do it. You know, you just got to wake up and do it. And I mean, obviously, I go a little bit deeper into uh, into that in. Uh, in my videos or in my uh, my my online uh, program, you know, but man, basically it just comes, it just boils down to that, mm. you know. It's about having that strong mindset about, you know, just doing it, and you're gonna fail along the way, 
you know, I, I, I've mentioned it in my, in, my, in my program, you know, about losing. Everyone's invincible. Everyone's unbeaten until they lose. You know, the biggest champions are unbeaten until they lose. Everyone's going to lose at one point. And what happens then? You know, how are you going to handle that? Mm. That's what defines you as a person. That's what defines you as an athlete. And how you handle that, how you go on after that happens is going to be just a really big moment in your life. And some people take it well and they become even better. Some people are going to be like, oh, how did this happen? Oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm useless. I can't do it anymore. And they just fade away. You know, those guys are the losers, you know. And again, I also mentioned this before. When you win, you win. When you lose, you learn. Mm. Right? That's a good one. So take that that with you for the next whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's your next fight or your next presentation or your next hockey match, whatever it is, you know, take it with some positivity. Mm. And just get back at it, you know. And again, you know, uh, man, I can I can name like like ten like sleazy slogans here, you know, like you know the uh, uh, hard work beats talent. We mentioned that before, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, it's it's all kind of man. It's 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 simple slogans, you know, but it's it's the truth. Right, right. You know? What do you think about the concept of um, that you need to kind of figure out what is that passion? What is that thing? What you would think you... It's like, I, I love the concept of um, that um, you find that passion and then you find the way to use your biggest talents, whatever those are, to figure out during your lifetime, if it takes your lifetime. Mm. For some, some people, it takes very easy to figure out these are my talents, this are the best, and I enjoy doing it. Mm. Because there are people who are talented in certain things that they don't really like what, uh, to do. And then also like with that... I think with the grind, it's easier to push through if you want to look at it that way when you know that that's what you're meant to do and this mm-hmm. is what you feel like doing. Like for me, as an example, like podcast. Started mm-hmm. podcast with, um, with Chris with, uh, uh, from Comedy Club and uh, quite early, like 10th uh, episode, and he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. And instead, I could just turn around like, oh, okay, well, no, that's it. Like, I, I don't know how to do it by myself. I was like, I'm going to figure out because I really, really want to do it mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. went through it. And, you know, third, almost 20 episodes later, here we are. Or the same thing with stand-up comedy. You go, you, you're going to bomb eventually, you know, and then like, do you just quit or, you know, get your shit together and go back? Exactly. And, it's, and it boils for me, as I, I love you use the word, boils down to also what matters for you. You know, what is important when you look in the mirror, what is important for you? Mm-hmm. You know, when you say like fighting, that's what I want to do. And this is important for me. That's my passion. There's not even a question about just stopping and not doing it. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. 100%. Boom, man. Thank you so much for being here. All right. I'm going to finish. Wait, wait, wait. I need to finish with that track. What we started with. Okay. Or that one. We can do it with this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. We're done with another podcast here with Renar's podcast. And Anthony uh, was my guest. Thank you so much, man, again. And good luck with your future endeavors. Appreciate and it, bro. Thanks, thanks for having me here. Pleasure, pleasure to... Every time I see you in the gym, I just kind of scare a little bit because he's probably going to hold pads and fuck me up. But <laughs> that's what life is all about, man. Bush, one more time. Cheers, right. buddy.
Now we have to show the moves. Do you have some moves? Mm. 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 <laughs> nice.